Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Football today. Back on College Football Today, brought to you by Bet DSI, Joe Lisi, Ritz Sermonello, and Gabe Morenzi taking you through all the top action later today. Did you have an Andy Dalton, AG, AJ Green stack going on in your daily fantasy lineup Thursday night? If you subscribe to DailyRoto.com, you probably did. Seven DailyRoto.com subscribers have now become millionaires, and you could be next. Head on over to DailyRoto.com and click on Go Premium. Use the lineup optimizer to create your lineups on FanDuel and DraftKings this weekend and win cash. And if it's sports wagering you're into, click on the sports betting tab or go to dailyroto.com backslash betting where you'll be able to use the same tools and algorithms for money line picks, picks against the spread, game totals, and the use of a player props tool that can now be turned loose to forecast spectacular game performances without having to worry about salary caps. Head on over to dailyroto.com and click on Go Premium. That's dailyroto.com, the industry website where millionaires are made. Millionaires are made each and every day, and they could be here if we, uh, if we give out some winners today. Big mad- battle taking place between Washington and Utah. Game being played in Salt Lake City. Washington picked up a 33-30 win over Utah last year. Did not cover that matchup. Two years ago, they got a 31-24 win in Salt Lake City. Did not cover that as a 10.5-point favorite. They now go on the road, Rich, as 5.5-point favorites in this matchup. I think they're the better team. I think they, they win this ballgame by 10, 10 to 13 points later today. They are the better team uh, because they have the better balanced offense. Both teams are outstanding defensively. Utah at night. We talked about Hornets Nest before in Ames. Salt Lake City at night. Sac Lake City at night is a difficult place to play. I, I, I think Utah's defense could keep them in this game. They're going to need more out of the offense, though, to keep up with Washington. Zach Moss has not run well. He's their premier running back. He's got a bit of a bum ankle at this point. Tyler Huntley's an average quarterback. Don't love him, but you know, we, we talk about Jake Browning all the time. When does Jake Browning ever bring it in a big spot? True. Especially on the road. He's got three interceptions through the first two games, so I think this is a bit of a I won't call it a defensive struggle because both teams will score, but I think this is a nip-and-tuck take game. If, if you can give me Utah getting points in this kind of a matchup, I'd be inclined to take them. Well, Gabe, here's the thing. I know the total opened up about 48. It dipped down to about 47. I really like Washington. I also like the over here. I think the one thing that Rich brought up is, yes, Jake Browning and that offense have failed to step up in elite top 25 battles. I'm not so sure I'm putting Utah in that category. If this was a couple of years ago when they were more of a methodical, ball control type of offense, I might buy into that because of the physicality perspective. 
They're a more wide-open attack with Huntley at the helm, and I think for that, that's why Washington could beat them in a shootout later today. We've got Washington at an even five right now over at uh, BetDSI with a total all the way down to 46. I think people think of the Utah Utes, and they automatically think of defense. But as you just stated, uh, Joe, the fact of the matter is, the last four times that these two teams have played, it's gone over the number. 33-30 game last year, 31-24 the year before. We noticed a theme of pretty close games, but Washington just has enough talent to, to get out of there or get a win. I'm a big Kyle Whittingham fan. I think the guy's one of the better coaches in college football. Um, as you know, His offenses have been challenged uh, at times. Uh, but from a point spread standpoint in the gaming community, there's a couple of guys. You mentioned Matt Campbell earlier. People love Matt Campbell. Um, you know, Fuente's another guy. That's just one of these guys going to cover numbers for you. Uh, but we have a similar similar situation here uh, in this football game. Yeah, it's incredible uh, as well because it's less than a touchdown. So you, if you're back in Utah, you really expect. I wish I was getting like- seven. It's five. I wish I was getting seven. You guys mentioned a blackout game. It is. Uh, the Utah Utes are eight and two straight up. Eight mm. and two straight up in blackout games. Yeah, and they cover the number against Stanford's uh, more physical type of ball club uh, than Washington at the point of attack. To me, it comes down to Browning. It comes down to Gaskins. I was impressed in that loss to Auburn. I think they jump up fast, and I think they forced Tyler Huntley to match them score for score. I'm still not sold on an elite wide receiver for Utah. Covey's good, but he's not elite. I mean, I think that's no. where Washington yeah, has Yeah, I, I think they're missing Darren Carrington so far this year. They, they need more help from the passing attack, which they don't have. This is more of a pro-style offense. Zach Moss will play in the NFL, but I'm not sure if he's 100% at this point. Utah is just so good at the point of attack. They have these big, physical, no-nonsense, meat-eating bodies that can really stack up well with Greg Gaines and that Washington defensive line. No Trey Adams for the rest of the year on the offensive line for Washington, so that could cause a problem in terms of pass protection. I'm just not sold on Jake Browning. I'll take Utah outright to yeah. win this game. I think the better secondary is Washington. You think high scoring or you think it's a low, lower scoring? Uh, I'm going to go with Gabe. I think we get duped sometimes into looking and saying, yeah, these are defensive teams. Roll up the sleeves, flex our muscles, but at the end of the day, they wind up scoring 27 to 35 46 points. 46 points so, in 2018? Yeah, not I, I, I like the I'll take Utah. I took the, the over, over in this game. Right? I'm going yeah. with the over. over I'll bet the over. Seven in that matchup. I like Washington it's a late in the game. over. I'll bet in, the over. In that ball game. We'll turn our attention to the 12 o'clock battle. I know we're going to be battling it out here. It's Florida State and Willie Taggart on the road in the Carrier Dome to face Eric Dungy in Syracuse with the possibility to go 3-0 and in this ball game. They jumped up on Western Michigan, dominated that matchup. Followed that up with a dominant effort against Wagner. We saw Florida State with a lackluster effort week number one against Virginia Tech. Followed that up with a 10-point win over FCS opponent Sanford. They allowed 334 passing yards to in that win. Now they go on the road as a three-point favorite. I'm rolling the dice. They won this matchup 27-24. I think Cam Akers is the difference. I think the speed of Florida State, not just offensively, but defensively, only giving up 81 rushing yards per game is the difference. uh, Syracuse goes down in a big way, guys. Double digits are back. Joey, double digits. I think Florida State wins this ballgame by 14. Uh, I've seen nothing from Florida State that leads me to believe that they're going to realize that, hey, we're Florida State. We know how to play football. That just hasn't sure. happened in the first two weeks. Virginia Tech, they were completely devastated. Their offensive line is a mess. Uh, I'm not a huge Syracuse fan, but Syracuse is playing with confidence. Yeah. That Dino Babers offense is rolling. Uh, as long as Eric Dungy is healthy, Syracuse is going to score. They don't match up well with Florida State. They don't have the same athletes. I get all of that. 
but this is Syracuse opportunity to break the 10 game. Let me throw out a number before I hand it over to Gabe. Florida State last nine ACC games, 0-7 and 2 versus the spread. I think they go to 0-8 and 2. Syracuse wins this game. This is a massive game. Massive game for the uh, Syracuse Orangeman program. And, and truth be told, huge. And truth be told, pretty big game for Willie Taggart as well. Willie Taggart, there's a lot of talk about him being the only coach with a losing record, uh, career record in the ACC. I'm holding up a ticket here right now. I've already played the over in this football game. Uh, we got it at 68 earlier in the week. It's up to 70 right now over at BetDSI. You know, part of me, you know, obviously FSU are going to have the advantage in the trenches in this football game. The talent and the size different and the speed is going to be a lot. But this is exactly why Syracuse brought in Dino Babers to be their head coach, to sort of nullify this. Why were spread offenses basically invented? Because of a lack of talent, right? And spread offense is like shooting a three in college basketball or the NBA for that matter. It gives you an opportunity to win. You spread it out a little bit, create some lanes for your players. And for a football team that went four and eight in two consecutive years, a lot of times people would start to get a little antsy about the coach. But I think people understood that Babers was going in the right direction and he liked his football team a lot coming into this year. I'm not getting enough points to pull the trigger with the orange here. And I don't trust Florida <laughs> State. So it's I don't trust either team from a side perspective. But I really don't see how there's not points put up on the board. Syracuse averaging, what, 55 points a game? Florida State's offense, if they can't score today, we got real problems. Yeah. But I think this game goes over the number. That's what that's how I approach this from a betting standpoint, and that's what I'm here for. Well, here, here's what I look at as well when because I like Florida State. I mean, they're averaging 274 passing yards per game, and you look at Syracuse's defense giving up 313 passing yards to opposing quarterbacks. I look at that week one matchup against Western Michigan and John Wozniak that threw for 379 yards on that orange secondary. I think Francois can exploit them vertically. Again, Cam Akers rushed for 199 yards last year and two touchdowns. That was the difference. He should, Joe, right? On paper, that was good with Florida State. He can, but will he? That's the problem. They're an undisciplined team. They're right. an undisciplined You're team. Right. It's the no, problem with right. Florida State. You're right. It's a transition, though, too. We went from a pro-style offense, offensively with Jimbo Fisher, to more of a spread type of attack, yeah. five wide. They want to utilize read option. That's still not DeAndre Francois' strength as a quarterback. He's more of a pocket guy. But here's the matchup as well. If he struggles early, Rich, does does Willie Taggart go to James Blackman? Possibility. And the other factor as well, we saw Eric Dungy get hurt week one against Western Michigan. Once he was out of that lineup, you have the confidence of backup DeVito, who's from Don Bosco Prep, Miami. And? Miami. Bloomfield, New Jersey. And Bloomfield, New Jersey. That You're I a Don know. Bosco guy. Don Bosco. That explains but, it all, Rich. Yeah. And I grew up down, in Bloomfield, so if, we have a if connection Dungy there. If does go down, do you have the confidence in DeVito to match Florida State score for score? Well, you're making an assumption he's going to be knocked only, out. I, that's just not know. the way I bet. I, I can't bet on, no. on hypotheticals. No. I mean, I can't I, do I that. I think Florida State is the clear-cut talent in terms of speed offensively. They were clear-cut over Samford, too, when they were losing in the fourth quarter. My only point is... I thought you got They were looking ahead to Syracuse? Samford, Samford. Stanford, they're not taking seriously. Not buying that. Okay. You taking the over here? Uh, I'm just taking Syracuse. I like Florida State. Over, I can see. I think it's 48-34. I mean, 48, I think it'll be high scoring. It was 27-21 last year, and Florida State didn't cover that number, if I'm not mistaken. I think that line was up in, I think it was like close to 10 to 12 points in that in that battle. Right? They didn't cover last year. I'm not... 
You know, don't forget Syracuse. I'll get you a score from last year's game. And Syracuse, um, of course, beat Clemson last year. So we, we've, we've seen Syracuse capable of sort of that superhero Like we said with and, Pittsburgh. And, and, like Pittsburgh. Yeah. Every once in a while, they're going to... You're going to get it. Make believe. You're going to get it. Carrier yeah. Dome, crazy things happen They're feeling the good Carrier about Dome. themselves. This is the best It's going to happen. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen now. I mean, this, this is yeah, the perfect opportunity. Florida State are vulnerable right, right. now. Yeah. But it's just not enough points. If you were giving me seven points, I'd step up with the Q's here. That line, that low, is an indication of what Vegas thinks about Florida State. They don't trust. They don't trust this Knowles team. But here's the thing, too, as well as Florida State. A lot of people, ESPN, everybody else, uh, said Florida State was an elite team heading into 2018. They were 12 to one to win the ACC championship. They lost five or six games last year in the conference by 12.4 points per game. So we'll see. Maybe maybe they make it eight. I think they dominate later today. We'll turn our attention to the late night game. Herm Edwards and Gabe Morenci, great call. My yet. man. Great call on uh, Herm Edwards, 16-13 to 13 win over Michigan State. They now go back-to-back here against San Diego State. San Diego State without their starting quarterback, Christian Chapman. He was knocked out. It'll be Agnew, the redshirt junior, in this ballgame. Arizona State, five-and-a-half-point favorites over the Aztecs. Danny Gonzalez, former defensive coordinator for uh, San Diego State, now the defensive coordinator of Arizona State. Doesn't matter because San Diego State rushed for 279 last year in the 30 to 20 win. I think they back it up. I think they get a seven point win over Arizona State later tonight. You know, the San Diego State Aztecs might as well just join uh, the Pac 12 because they have more wins against Pac 12 opponents than a lot of other. Pa- they do? I, mean, I think they have more wins in a Pac 12 than Cal does. In Oregon State. Oregon, Oregon State. State, State sure, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. San Diego State and Coach Long live for these moments. It is a little bit different. I had my concerns, and this is one of the reasons why I said I think Boise is going to run a table this year. San Diego State a little down this year, I thought, guys. You know, it was, it's tough to reload every year. Now they're sort of besieged with injuries. But let's be real. This is college. Everybody is replaceable. I hate to be callous about it, but everybody is replaceable. Next man up. And it's not like Chapman was lighting it up at the quarterback position. No. You know, it wasn't. How much of a how much of a difference is it really going to be? The difference is experience, though. It's it's not it so is. much arm talent like as it is experience. The fact it's at home here, so the yeah. kids playing at home. And to me, and I'll talk about this, guys. And we'll get to the Houston Cougar game later. But it's more of a play against Texas Tech in a spot. That's why I took Ole Miss against uh, in this spot earlier in the year. And to me, this is more of a spot. Last week. I was, uh, man, I was putting a new tire on Herm Edwards' SUV for him. And here you go, coach. I was pumping it up. You guys know you've been watching college football a long time. Very, very tough to follow up a big upset with the same intensity of the following week. I think Herm is different, though, Gabe. I think Herm is the kind of motivator. I'm buying in. I was with you. That was one of my best bets last week, beating uh, Michigan State outright. We were both right about that. I think they continue this weekend because I think Herm is a different kind of motivator. And when I look at San Diego State, run, run, run. Joe brings up 279 last year. Not getting 279 this year because Arizona State is giving up 1.1 yards per carry. But San Diego State is more physical than your typical Mountain West team, right? Like they do match up well in the trenches. We've seen them match yeah. up with Stanford. And back, here's the thing, though. They that played I Stanford at, tough earlier this year. Great, that's a great point. But here's the thing, too. They, I mean, that was a physical game that Arizona State won last last week in Tempe against Late Michigan night, Sun. Saturday night. Late night, night. They got and it's an emotional win. Now, San Diego State's not going to back down. They beat Arizona State. They're going to need to establish a run. They cannot get into a shootout with Manny Wilkins and Harry at the wide receiver position. They're giving up 
over 200 passing yards per game. Well, so the, the way you have to beat Arizona State is run the football. Joe, look at that opener. What, if you, what do you remember most from the opener against Stanford? It was J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, right? And what he did to that San Diego State. So I, I think, to Gabe's point, this is a different San Diego State team. We'll I think see. they're in a bit of a rebuilding mode. What Arcega-Whiteside did for Stanford against the San Diego State secondary, Nikhil Harry can do the same thing tonight. So I think the conventional wisdom is, all right, the air is ready to come out of Arizona State. I think it comes out next week against Washington. This week, though, I think they get to 3-0. Well, we'll see. I think I like Rocky Long in the spot. I mean, as an underdog going up against Herm Edwards, I'll take my chances. I took them plus 195 on the money line. Took them with the 5.5. I think they strike the upset here, Gabe. Down, down to plus 170 right now. Oh. Everybody in the chat's jumping on San Diego. Shout out to our boy Paco Healy, who's a, a medic out there in, in uh, San Diego. Before we fall behind, guys throwing games at us that uh, we'll get to. Pittsburgh, Georgia Tech, and Pittsburgh bounced back after the blowout like last it. week. I like Georgia Tech. You look at this matchup last year, Georgia Tech rushed for over 400 yards on that Pitt defense. Uh, again, this is a Pitt team that could be emotionally drained after that loss to Penn State, an arch rival. I look for Georgia Tech to dominate that matchup later today. They're laying about four and a half points. Down to three and a half. Yeah, when we come back, we'll be joined by Vice President of the Sports Brokers, Jamie Heath, Joe Lisi, Ritz Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci, live from Studio 34. Keep it where it is. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back on College Football Today, brought to you by BetDSI, waiting for Vice President Jamie Heath to get on the line to talk to us about some top 25 battles later today. But guys, let's turn our attention while we wait for Jamie to some... That game that you mentioned gave Georgia Tech and Pittsburgh. I mean, when you look at that matchup, Pittsburgh is a team that needs to get back on track. Here's the thing. In order to beat the triple option, you need to stretch them vertically. That's not the type of offense with Kenny Pickett. I can see the under coming in here, but I'd lean more towards the Yellow Jackets in this battle. Yeah, you know what my issue is? I think that was such a beatdown last week that it's a hangover. It's not, uh, you know, had a couple of beers last night. I'm okay after a shower. This is, oh, God, I got into the shots. I got into a fight outside the bar. That was, they stole their soul. I, I hate to, to put it this way. And I've heard, I heard a football player use that term um, when they were mic'd up the other day when he nailed him. He went back to the sideline. He said, damn, I stole his soul. And you know, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was in that game. They were in that game. Speaking of beers, I was drinking beers over the sports book, but I remember I didn't like when they went for it. They didn't get it, and that was sort of a quick turning point, and then boom, Penn State scored. Tough, tough spot emotionally to pick themselves off the mat today for the Pittsburgh Panthers. Georgia Tech not in a great mindset either. Not the same as getting hammered 51-6 to by your in-state rival, but Georgia Tech, 
surprised how poorly they played against South Florida. I mean, it's like Johnson in the last you know, couple of years that the, the program's just sort of spinning their wheels. They have, they have no defensive talent. I mean, when was the last time Georgia Tech could get after a quarterback? Can make plays in the opposing backfield. Georgia Tech is so weak defensively. They, they they rely on the triple option, obviously. But if that option isn't clicking, they can't stop anybody. Yeah, so I, these are two of the more curious teams out of the ACC. I can't figure out either. Of I'm those not teams. betting this game. Yeah, no. I, I would only lean Georgia Tech in this battle again. How about Arkansas State Tulsa. You brought well, that Arkansas up. Arkansas State Tulsa. Somebody asked us about and Duke and Baylor. Uh, I love that right. game. That's I a fun game. game. Yeah, fun game. Duke and I, take, I mean, think? Arkansas State to me is the more physical team on the offense and defensive lines. Again, Tulsa played well in the second half against Texas in that ball game. But again, I, I don't look at last week against that. Alabama, them getting blown out. Nah, I, I look for their offense to bounce back in a big way, and I think they're Justice they, Hansen is a very a talented quarterback. That's he an is. outstanding offense. I would take Arkansas State. I like in that Arkansas game. State. That's a, that, that's a low line. It's one and a half. It, it's back to back road games. Yeah, that's, that, that's the only I want to say negative for Arkansas State. Yeah. Tulsa's more of a speed type of offense. They're going to spread you wide, and if you jump up early, is there a little bit of a hangover effect from a physical perspective playing Alabama? That that would be the only concern I have. I in think that these battle. kids are going to be very happy after a couple of plays, and they're looking over their shoulder like, "Oh, good, this isn't Alabama." Yeah. Hey, I feel a little better now. And yeah. suddenly, yeah, give me give me a red. The well, defensive here. ends aren't three hundred and ten pounds. There, <laughs> they're not playing against NFL players. Yeah. Essentially, we're not yeah. playing an NFL team. Baylor, Duke. I hey, like Duke, full, full disclosure, yes. I was all over Northwestern last week. I walked out of here feeling pretty good. I'm like 7 yeah. nothing before I even left the studio. Didn't score again after yeah. that. Didn't that score was another. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I left here 7 nothing. took the ferry, got back, tuned in, 21-7. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell happened? What happened here? Uh, well, uh, the, big, the big news is Daniel Jones yeah. is out. Quinton Harris will get the, the start in that ballgame, so it, it could be a different type of offense for Duke. Yeah. I've been high on Baylor. Their season win total was five. I picked it over. I think they can go bowling. I'm high on Charlie Brewer. I like Lovett. I like Jalen Hurd. They're only giving up 159 rushing yards per game. To me, that's the biggest change in this defense last year, especially over the last five games. Duke is going to want to run the football without Daniel Jones, so I like the speed of Baylor. I think they cover this number, and, and the fact that they're playing in Waco, I like Baylor. In this it's matchup. one of the more fascinating games on the Week 3 schedule that you know people aren't spending a lot of time talking about, but Duke at this point has been a pleasant surprise, but we don't know what's going to happen going forward. Not just Daniel Jones under center, but Mark Gilbert, one of the top cornerbacks in the country, is gone, so more pressure on Joe Giles-Harris, their linebacker. The defense has been outstanding. Amazing. Shut, shut down Army in Week 1, gave up that one touchdown to Northwestern in Week 2, so you know, David Cutcliffe, bit of a quarterback whisperer. What could he get out of Quentin Harris? I don't know much about Quentin Harris. We haven't seen, you know, he didn't look great last week. Yeah, yeah, I mean, didn't do that much. So Duke against Ben, and now Baylor. Baylor turning things around this year slowly under Matt Rule. If they could beat an ACC team and get the 3-0, that'll be a big development. Guys, it's tough to win back-to-back road games in in any situation. Back-to-back road games in conference play is a death knell, uh, usually. You look at Duke, not only playing back-to-back road games, Playing not conference games, you know, back to back, going uh, going to the Midwest, going back. Um, you have the hurricane issues and the weather issues all, all week in in the Carolinas. Now going over to Texas, this is almost like an NFL schedule essentially. And very very tough. And I know the Duke kids are very mature and and uh, and smart, etc. They can you know they can handle it, but still, it's a very very difficult scheduling situation. Down to four right now. 
I, I can't believe we're going to say it's a signature win for Matt Rule and Baylor, but considering they lost to Liberty last year as 33.5-point favorites, I think this is a sort of, hey, we're getting back on track. It's a step in the right direction. I'd lay the four with the Baylor Bears. Yeah, I, I could see this game going under. It's 49. If you're Duke, you want to run the football. You don't want to get into a shootout with a new quarterback. You're right. In the old days, this game would be like, oh, we're betting the over for right. sure. It's you're right. 40, now it's, it's probably turns into a smash mouth game. So I could see the under. If I had to lean a, a specific way in this matchup, I would take the under in this ballgame because Duke needs to establish a line of scrimmage and run the football and keep Charlie Brewer in that offense on the sidelines. They did it in week number one again against Clayton Thorson. Can they do it in this matchup? We'll see a little bit later. Here's another one. I, I know we're not going to get into it, but Colorado State and Florida. I really like Colorado State here. It's one of my best bets. I look at Florida last week, snapping a 31-game winning streak over UK. They allowed 309 rushing yards to the Wildcats. I mean, great call by Gabe. I mean, I, I, I believe I picked uh, Kentucky in that battle. Not a best bet as well, but Florida very disappointing now, allowing 264 rushing yards per game, Gabe. I think there's a hangover effect specifically in this matchup. I look for Colorado State to cover this number. Florida does have Tennessee on deck next, next weekend. You know, this this is a football game. I just can't trust either team in this spot. And especially talking about picking yourself off the mat after losing for the first time since 1986 uh, to a program. Full disclosure, guys, I had Kentucky plus the points. I didn't have the kahunas to take them on the money line. <laughs> I'm not double G, like uh, double D uh, digits gotta, over you here. Gotta do it. I should have I mean, came in here like Joe last it. week. You have to roll it every I now I believe and then. Rich might have laughed at me when I took Kentucky, too. I, I was, was outspoken. Chuckle. I had Florida. You're absolutely yeah, right. I think there was a chuckle. I think I remember saying if, you know, it, Kentucky last year was their best opportunity for the next decade that Kentucky can be Florida. And obviously, Stoops has really turned his Kentucky thing around. Yes. They're always going to be a basketball school, but. It's real. Yeah, increment steps that this Kentucky program has taken. I thought it would take Mullen a little while. I think people sort of push Mullen to the front a little quick here in Florida. You know, there's no fairy dust, as as the coaches uh, say. Uh, t- tough game here. I'm going to pass on this one. Yeah, I really like Colorado State. I mean, Rich, here's the thing. KJ I mean, Carter Samuels has been terrific. I mean, there's no how about question. that Colorado State defense? De- yeah, true. Yeah. But do you have enough? Faith in in Florida's offense to outscore them by twenty one. I look for a hot team here in Colorado State. It's you a big number. Sam. It's a very big and twenty Bobo and a half. Coached in the SEC, he'll have a good yeah. game plan. I look at that. They're going to run the football with Izzy Matthews. I think they could jump up early. What's the number? Is it like it's 20? 20 and a half. 20 and yeah. a half currently right now. And the way Florida looked last week, I, I wouldn't be comfortable laying 20 and a half against anybody. And Colorado State has a little bit of the wind at its back yeah, after upsetting exactly. Arkansas last week, that rally last week. So Florida. How many? Marco how many Wilson is out. Tennessee next week. If you're looking to yeah. look ahead, they had Tennessee yeah. volunteers at and, Tennessee. And but they, I don't think they're looking ahead. Well, here's the thing, too. I mean, just negativity. Florida's hearing it all week on campus. You guys let a 31-game winning streak slip. Yeah. You either you could come out focused. Demoralizing. Either you could come out focused or you could come and out. Florida flat. just needs the win. They're happy right. to walk out 14. Right. Sorry, boosters. We didn't right. cover for you. I got to get a win right, right now. Yeah, so we'll see. I, I'm I really shocked like me if they won by 17. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. I, it's a 4 o'clock game. I'm all over Colorado State. I did take them on the money line as well with the points. 20 and a half. I have them at 19. So we'll see how that game plays out at uh, 4 o'clock. We're not going to talk about this one, UTSA and Kansas State, uh, in terms of in-depth. But, I mean, when you look at Kansas State overall, all they do is beat up on lesser competition over the last couple of years. 
15 games they beat against FBS opponents with a combined winning percentage of 73 and 114. They lost last week at home as a seven-point underdog to Mississippi State, but they're laying 21 and a half here. I would lay it. Uh, it's not one of my best picks, but I think Kansas State bounces back. UTSA guys, I mean they they lost they lost 49 to seven, Rich. So I, I mean, when I look at this matchup, I think K State can run at will here. Yeah, and I, I think they have to get back on track with the running game between Skylar Thompson and Alex Delton, the two quarterbacks. That you know, uh, Coach Snyder has not figured out who his starter is at this point. Uh, they haven't been able to spring Alex Barnes, the running back. So this is an opportunity. UTSA defensively has been a disappointment. Very good last year. They have fallen off a cliff. So if Kansas State is going to boost up its confidence a little bit, this is the kind of opponent they could do it against. Hey, have you taken the total here? 46 and a half. It's so low. I mean, Kansas State could score that on their own. I, I agree. This one kind of flew under the radar as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and, you know, well, Joe, God bless you, Joe, for bringing this one up, brother. <laughs> I got to tell you. Uh, I went to Palette a little bit. I went to Palette. And a listen, I respect, I, I like the over there. So I, I, I'll agree with you. But K State, I don't want to, let's not call out Snyder. I, I, I really, really respect the guy a lot. We had the turmoil a couple of years ago. It's almost like he wanted to leave, but they told him, listen, no, your son can't be the coach just for the sake of it. And he's like, all right, I'm going to stay then. And I think the time is coming almost for him to, to pass the torch and to move on, actually. The program seems to be stuck in the mud and regressing a little bit. You know, I don't know. It's hard to recruit here, and it's going to be fascinating to see where they move forward after this. But, you know, this K-State team has been a letdown to me the last couple of years. Yeah, I picked them at 5-7. and seven. We'll see. It's a 4 o'clock kick. Let's turn our attention to Malik Rozier. And Miami on the road Ooh. against Toledo. Now, this game last year, guys, Miami fell behind in the second quarter uh, to Logan Woodside and Cody Thompson. In the second half, it was Malik Rozier that did complete 75% of his passes, 332 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Miami got the home win and, more importantly, got the cover as a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. They're now 10-point road favorites in this matchup, Rich. Toledo's going to be focused, but I still think it's the speed of Miami. That's the difference. I look for Miami to win this ballgame 17 points or more later Yeah, tonight. I agree with you, Joe. I, I think Toledo's getting far too much credit. I, I love this team from a Mac perspective. You know, they always have Jason Candle always has wide open offenses. You make, mentioned uh, Logan Woodside this year. Uh, Mitch Guadani and Eli Peters are taking snaps, and, and they'll put up big numbers in MAC play. But when you look at the speed and the physicality of Miami against Toledo, I, I, I think we kind of jumped off Miami just a little too fast after that debacle against LSU. This is still a quality ACC Coastal team with an outstanding secondary. They could run the ball with Travis Homer. I'm not a Rozier fan. I don't think anybody is at this point. But when you're up against Toledo on the road or at home, 10 points is too low. I like Miami in this game. And we have a big line movement. Everybody's betting on the Miami Hurricanes in this game, guys. Scary. It's up to 12 points, 12 and yeah, a half. We had it at 10 spots. when we put this yeah, together. It, it started, opened yeah, at 11, this morning. went down to 10, and now First it's back segment, up to 12. First segment, it was 11, 11 and a half. It's up to 12, 12 and a half. It scares me, though. I can't, it's not one of my best picks. Yeah. I would take Miami. But we've seen them dominate App State a couple of years ago. They went on the road. I mean, that was the same type of environment. And I think that's what you'll see. I mean, I'll tell you one guy that you know I love. Sakrif Seymour, the running back for Toledo, I think is a, is a gamer. He's only a sophomore. But again, I, I'm not sure that this offense Total 58 and a half is intriguing to me yeah. with, with a play on the over uh, here in this football game. Any weather issues in the Midwest? 
None that I know. No, of. Not, not in Ohio. Not nothing major here. You know, Miami's used to that balmy, sunny, clear weather. If it's, uh, if you it's know, what I find strange about this though is that Toledo played September the first. Haven't played since. Yeah, week off, week two. Strange. Yeah, it's strange the yeah. time to have a bye week and yeah. against Virginia military. Yeah, the cadets. So I, you know, I don't really know what we're going to see from Toledo yeah. here. Meanwhile, you've got Miami already have their feet wet, been punched in the mouth by a real LSU team. I think they're a little ahead of the curve right now. Yeah. Earlier in the week, I was going to talk myself into taking Toledo. I, I can't bet every game, as we stated. There, this this has the makings. It could could be a blowout. And Coach Rick, you know Rick's uh, upset. Yeah, he is. And he'll beat up on lesser competition. And you brought up the bye week. We spoke about it last year with Stanford. Sometimes a bye week in the early part of a season for a rhythm offense like Toledo it could hurt the cohesiveness yep. of quarterback-to-wide receiver relationship. Could hurt the cohesiveness of the offensive line. So that could be a factor. Don't look at it always as or a Or, Joe, positive. wouldn't you want an early bye? I don't want an early bye week, but let's say you have an early bye week. Let's say you're USC right now. Right. Boom, you played UNLV. You went to Stanford. You went to Texas. Sorry, we need a little breather here. Right. Get ready for conference play. You play Virginia military, and then you, oh, we'll take a week off yeah. now. It's like playing two preseason games uh, in a row. Uh, other other big line moves are right now. The board is popping. The board is uh, popping. Ball State, Indiana is a game, guys, that people were asking me about earlier in the week. I'm interested in your take. I think the spread might be a little bit high here. You know, you really want to lay 14 and a half points with the Hoosers? You know, Ball State played well. Indiana's playing very yes. well. Yes. Indiana surprisingly and you know what's, well. What's impressive about Indiana is Dawkins, the former Arizona quarterback, was supposed to be the starter. He, he left. Yeah. He has depression problems. So now it is Peyton Ramsey. Plus, running backs have been injured. They're right. now down to third so, on the depth chart. So I was asked about this game last night. I would lay the 15 with Indiana. Back to back, back to back road games for Ball State. They stepped up against Notre but Dame. But it's in state, Joe. It's yeah. in state. Back to back no, road know, games. Third bus ride. Third bus ride. But here's the thing. Notre Dame, they're up. They're emotional. They lost that ball game close. They were in it. They covered that number. They're going to face another physical offense and defensive line. Uh, maybe one of the most underrated blue-collar teams in the Big Ten in Indiana. I think they, they have the speed to stretch them. I, I would lay the 15 here. Line I, I movement like here. Oklahoma up to 18 and a half. People, as, the, as kickoff approaches, the public starts to wake up. Well, maybe Kemp could be out. That could be as well. A lot of people don't know Kemp. Uh, could be out. Yep. They see him out. Nolan, Nolan's a capable uh, backup. He understands the system. And they don't and rely on the run. passing game. They, they want to yeah. run the ball. I mean, right. it's not like you're asking. Uh, he's not going to throw the ball 40 no. times. Rutgers no. money pouring in. Uh, yes, I'm not surprised. Money pouring in. That's we have scary. Rutgers laying, yes. what, two, uh, get, getting two and a half. Down to one. Well, let's, let's wow. talk about this game. I mean, Wisconsin and BYU quickly. Wisconsin Dodgers roll them. Yeah, well, yeah. Wisconsin. There's my analysis. Hornerbrook, one incompletion last year. 94% completion percentage. It's 22 and a half, Rich. It's a lot I of points. I can only but... lean Wisconsin here. Yeah. I can't take BYU, but it wouldn't shock me if Squally Canada can run the football and keep this game close. I, 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 the only thing, Nick, I like Wisconsin. I'm heavy on Wisconsin today just because of their ability to run the ball. BYU showed us last week that they were overrated after the win against Arizona, who stunk against Houston. They couldn't beat Cal at home. This is, again, a subpar BYU team. The only concern I have is is the potential for a look ahead because it's Iowa next week in look a ahead. big Big Ten West <laughs> we showdown. Use that word look a lot at, this week. Look, the but I, I I think by the end of the first quarter it's going to be twenty one nothing. Well, here's Wisconsin. the thing too. I mean, two games: Western Kentucky, New Mexico failed to cover. Now yes, now you're right. Zero and two against the spread, Wisconsin. So it could go either way. Do, yeah. you, do you go and say I'll back 
Wisconsin, this is the week they turn it around? Fair or point. do they turn it around in Iowa uh, when they fit play each other? That's the one concern. I think the better team clear-cut is the Badgers in this matchup. Total is pretty low, Gabe. I mean, I would lean just because you have Mangum, you have Hornibrook that had great success last week, last year against BYU. I could see the over coming in in this matchup. I think Wisconsin's going to score 38, 42 points. Yeah. Over could be looking good. I, I don't have a problem with, yeah. with playing the over. I think the Badgers will will pull away. The numbers are so sharp, though. I All mean, right. when, when you're laying these type of points, it's tough. Yeah, when we come back, we'll be joined by Jamie Heath. Keep it where it is. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Back on College Football Today, brought to you by BetDSI. BetDSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service and fast, easy payments of winnings. You can play virtually in every sport at BetDSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events where you can make your play at any time during the game. Using promo code FNTSY, BetDSI is offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit, so use promo code FNTSY and try BetDSI.com. That's BetDSI.com, promo code FNTSY. Head on over and start winning today. We're joined by the Sports Brokers Vice President, Jamie Heath. Turning outcomes into incomes. He's going to talk about three big games on the action on the slate today. Jamie, how are you this morning? I'm great. How are you guys doing today? Doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. Great games on on top. What do you see from the Vegas angle in terms of we've seen a lot of line movement Sunday night into uh, Thursday and Friday in terms of the, the totals perspective. But what did you key on when these lines for week number three came out last week? Well, uh, absolutely. So the totals, a lot of totals were affected by the hurricane this week. When the lights came out Monday, you saw some totals go from, say, 43 to 53 on certain games. A lot of these games now have been postponed, but there are actually some of them that are still going today. You got, you got a game in Virginia. You got a game in Maryland. So there are a couple games that are still uh, taking place today. As far as other games, one of the games we're going to talk about later, there's a major move in this game. The line's already gone up. Uh, actually, it's moved four points, I should say. So uh, a lot of moves based on uh, situations. Obviously, the public has a lot to do with it. The public persona on the way that the games have been played the last uh, three weeks have a lot to do with it as well. Amy, let's talk about a hurricane of a different kind. How about the Miami Hurricanes traveling up to Toledo the face of the Rockets in an interesting non-conference game. Uh, what's your take on the the matchup between Miami and Toledo? Uh, yeah, that's a, it's a great situation. It's a, a game down in Florida. Well, actually, it's in Toledo. It's at the Glass Bowl. You got the Miami Hurricanes off a dreadful loss against LSU. The score isn't even indicative of how badly they got beat. Followed by a 
well, let's call it what they play Savannah state, Savannah state. Uh, is that really even a football team? I like to refer to Savannah state as a relaxation therapist, to be honest with you. I don't know when, uh, when your wife or your girlfriend's really not treating you too well and you're not really getting any, you go and see a relaxation therapist. Well, in football terms, that's pretty much what Miami did. They uh, they paid for a relaxation therapist in Savannah State. They beat them seventy-seven to nothing last week. Yeah, only if we could you play Savannah Miami. State every week, Jamie. <laughs> oh well, 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 Savannah State in their last five games against Division One schools, uh, they've out, they've gotten outscored two hundred ninety-one to seven. I don't know if you okay. remember a couple of years ago, Florida State were drilling them, and they were already covering the number, but lightning struck. And yeah, and they, they, and, they, and, they, and, they, and they canceled the, yeah, the, the remainder of the game. It didn't go 55 minutes, so a game's got to go 55 minutes to be official. And yeah. F- Florida State laid, you know, literally like 58 points. They were like 58 points. Yeah, and they, and, they, and they were like winning 65 nothing. Like yeah, it was like 65 yep. nothing with like seven minutes left, and they shut the game down. So um, yeah. So, yeah, what, so well, what, what's the final play here? So Miami and Toledo, well, that, where are you that, going? That, that, all be, that all being said, Miami has lost their last four Division One games going back to last year. They're playing Toledo. No Logan Woodside for Toledo. This is a big game for Miami, big game for Mark Rick. Uh, if he doesn't perform well and his team doesn't perform well today, he's immediately going to be on the hot seat. I am going with Miami today to win this game by at least three touchdowns. I don't expect Toledo to score more than 20 points. I also like the under in the game. Wow, the under. That's an intriguing play. We'll see how that game plays out. It is a 12 o'clock kick. Let's turn our attention to the 7 o'clock game, Jamie. It's number one Alabama on the road in Oxford to face Ole Miss. Very intriguing battle. You have Tua in that offense that's averaging 254 rushing yards per game. They're also passing for over 300. Going up against possibly the best wide receiver core in the country in Ole Miss. How do you see this game playing out? All right, before I do mention this game, I do want to mention the fact that I last week I was a nutcase to go to say that I was going to go 2-0. Uh, with all of your, your viewers out there, I was going to go 2-0, which I did. I ended up going 2-0 with Vanderbilt and Utah State. Two games, like I said, the lunch makers were off on. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm crazy again today. I'm going to go 2-0 today or the rest of your season is free. Okay? I want you to dial one 800 220 6262. That's 2206262. Get on the phones now. Anyhow, going back to this Alabama Mississippi game, Mississippi is actually one of the teams in the SEC that has given Alabama problems over the years. I know Alabama beat them 66 to 3 last year. This is going to actually be a really, really good test for saving secondary. It could get exploited, like you guys just mentioned. They got two excellent receivers in, in Brown and, uh, and, uh, I forget his other name. It's DeMar- I, forget, I think it's Demarcus Lodge. They, uh, they're going to score. The only problem is Alabama's probably going to score every time they touch the ball. The play in this game is the over. Alabama's probably going to score 70 points themselves. Like it. Like it. I'm going to be heading over to the sports book uh, later and be, uh, be playing that myself. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a par- I'm not a parlay person, but that might be a good parlay. If you could get carlated parlays, take Alabama and over. Alabama and the over. All right, guys, a massive line movement uh, here. As I've got a ticket in front of me here, gentlemen. Uh, Boise State. I got Boise State plus two and a half uh, holding it in my hand right now. And I, I was almost, I had to do a double and a triple take. Right now, what we're seeing is as high as two points in some spots, but Boise State are now favored. Boise State are now favored. Minus one and a half slash two points, Jamie, 
in this football game. Yeah. We're talking about a three, three, four-point swing of the line here in the last 48 hours, and specifically in the last well, two hours or so. What, are you moving numbers? <laughs> well, well, as Vanessa Williams used to sing, save the best for last, you've just saved the best game for last as far as I'm concerned. This is the best game to watch today out of every game. This is the most intriguing game to watch. Boise State's returning 10 of 11 starters on defense. Brett Rippon, who is the nephew of former Redskin quarterback and Super Bowl champion Mark Rippon, actually coming into his own. Uh, he's thrown seven touchdowns already in pretty much one game. In one game, I know he's played two, but he's pretty much been taken out halftime in both of those games because they were blowing out the likes of Troy 35-7 to at halftime, and they were absolutely annihilating Connecticut last week. Flip side, Oklahoma State's lost three of their top four weapons. I know they still got Justice Hill. Their offensive line, they've replaced uh, three, three of the five starters. On defense, they, they're missing their two best tacklers from last year. I'm going to tell you this right now. Boise State's going to win this game by two touchdowns, not to mention they're going to go undefeated this year, and they're going to be a playoff team. They're going to be the first non Big five team to actually go to the playoffs. That's how good this team is. I like where you're going with this, Jamie, because uh, I know you're a busy man, and I think you were doing some other hits uh, earlier in the morning, but I actually said off the top of the program, I expect Boise State to run the table this year as well. So do I. And uh, obviously, for my clients out there, I know you're, uh, well, hopefully you, they still got to play the game on the field, but I actually got three and a half in this game at the beginning of the week. They were getting good three job. and a half. That's how much this line. Yeah. I played this Thursday night. I was over at the, the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands. Played it Thursday night because we're going to be doing a show here. Wanted to get it in. Got two and a half. I also played the over in that game, Jamie. What's your take on that? 64 and a half. That's the number I got. I'm not crazy about this because, honestly, you can see Boise State jumping out to a nice lead. The quarterback, Cornelius, on Oklahoma State's untested. I know he's beaten the likes of who? South Alabama and Southeast Missouri State, some other cupcake uh as I call them, uh, relaxation therapist team. This is this is a real test. Uh, Boise State is not your normal non-Power 5 conference team. They go on the road. They mean business. They're, they're very experienced. It seems like uh, Brett Rippon's been there for, I don't know, 10 years. He's been there a long time. This is their statement game today. I mean, they win this game. They got, like I said, they got the likes of San Diego State, Utah State, and uh, Fresno State all at home this year. Those are the three toughest games after this game today. So I, I, I don't really think this game's going to be high scoring, to be honest with you. I think Boise State might hold Oklahoma State to maybe 20 points. Tops. Yeah, interesting take. I, I'm with you. I, I love this Boise State team. I, I'm not uh, I'm not the least bit concerned about the trip to Stillwater. I think they have a better defense and that veteran quarterback that you talked about. I, I'm going to take a step away from the games, Jamie, real quick. I got a question for you. Okay. You guys are you guys are the best in the business. You look at this from every possible angle. Do we make more out of the look ahead than we should? You know, now that we're going from non-conference games, next week we really start to get into conference games. How about the look ahead? How much do you look at that when you evaluate games? Uh, excellent question. You just came up with there. I mean, the non-conference games for the most part, a lot of these teams seem to schedule teams that they could just you know pretty much crush, annihilate, whatever you want to call it, whatever the word you want to come up with. So their rankings pretty much stay intact. I mean, you mentioned Bill Snyder and Kansas State for years. They scheduled some really, really rotten teams, some cupcakes over the years. Alabama's scheduled. And, and I know that Arkansas State's actually probably the best team in the Sun Belt, but come on. You know, that's why sometimes you've got to applaud some of the teams like a Miami to face LSU the very first week of the season. So my take is pretty much, you know, I really feel that 
people start overanalyzing the non-conference play. When you come into conference, we had a conference upset right off the bat last week when Florida got beat by Kentucky at home, first time in 31 years. Uh, conference games are a whole different animal. They really are. Jamie, I want, I want to ask your take. There's an intriguing battle. It's in the Big 12. It's uh, Oklahoma on the road in Ames against Iowa State. We were talking about the head coaching aspect between Lincoln Riley and Matt Campbell about how Vegas perceives certain head coaches and now only only coaching basically a season and three games up until this point. Lincoln Riley is looked at as a great head coach from the Vegas angle. Do you buy into that in any regard? Not really. He's only into it, what, two two years he's into it as a coach? Uh, first off, before I want to say any more about this again, 2-0 and today, ladies and gentlemen. I found two more games that the, the odds makers are 10 points off on. I'm going 2-0 and for the rest of the season is free. You dial 220-6262. That's 1-800-220-6262 or visit our website, thesportsbrokers.com. We turn outcomes into incomes. Now, getting back to what you were talking about with Lincoln, Lincoln Riley, if it becomes a head coach matchup, we talked about a game last week when it came to Snyder versus the, the new head coach from Mississippi State. Obviously, if, you, if it becomes a coaching game, you had to give it to Snyder. When it comes to the, the actual players that are playing the game, you had to give it to Mississippi State. They were way faster, much more athletic. Oklahoma has a major revenge factor here if you got to take it into consideration, too. They lost outright at home to Iowa State last year. So they're probably licking their chops to play them. The starting quarterback for Iowa State might not play. If it comes to a coaching perspective, Iowa State's coach, I think, is a better coach. They play, they play more solid, to be honest with you. But Oklahoma State obviously has the athletes. So I think that's a, that's a game I'm pretty much going to watch. If I had to take a slight lean, I would probably take the home team getting the points and maybe the under because Iowa State played Iowa really close to the vest last week. I think they lost the game 13-3, to if I'm not mistaken. So – I think it's going to be a closer game, but it's not a game I love. All right, Jamie, before we get you out of here, we were talking about uh, the late-night game here tonight. San Diego State. San Diego State, the Aztecs, a lot of injuries for the Aztecs, but it doesn't seem to yeah, be – Yeah, the quarterback. Yeah, but Chapman's not great, and no disrespect to the guy, but you know, it's not like he lights it up. He is, he is experienced. He is a good game manager, but it's not really scaring the betters off very much. we got a bunch of guys in the chat. I'm looking at the line moves. You know, people aren't really scared off here. I look at this more of a play against Arizona State after that big upset win at home, couple of home games, upset win. Uh, national media was mocking Herm Edwards, and now suddenly they're doing cover stories about how great and how smart Arizona State was for hiring Herm Edwards. We've seen the Aztecs step up against Pac-12 opponents in past years and get uh, straight out outright Ws. Does the injury scare you off, uh, or you know, what's your take on this game? Well, first of all, you got Herm Edwards. You play to win the game, so you're going against him. So, but the thing about it is, off a major emotional win for him, obviously you have to figure there's going to be a letdown on the Sun Devil side of it. As far as the Aztecs, you said it right. I mean, they play smash mouth offense, defense. They run the football primarily, so maybe Chapman really isn't that big of a loss. The line really hasn't moved. Like you said, it's hovering around, what, five, five and a half. I think the game's actually going to be a low-scoring game, and don't be surprised if San Diego State actually wins the game on the field tonight after the way Herm Edwards beat Michigan State last week. Jamie, great insight and information as always. We're going to have you on again next week. We hope you enjoyed it today. Hey, thanks a lot. You have a great day. Good luck. That was great insight and information. As always. I mean, 2-0 last week. He's guaranteeing 2-0 this week, so call the sports brokers 
right now. He gave out the number. Go to thesportsbrokers.com. But we're going to give our best bets for the 12 o'clock. I'll jump right into it. Two games. I spoke about it. Florida State and Iowa State. I think Florida State starts fast. I like the over as well. But leaning towards the Seminoles. And I'll take Iowa State plus the 18, Rich. My two best bets at 12 o'clock, Miami, I agree with Jamie. I think just too much talent against Toledo. And and Tennessee, folks, take Tennessee laying the 30. UTEP is just not really playing at an FBS level. Tennessee is looking for an opportunity to play the bully. This is their chance against the minors. Falls by 30. Yes. If he's double D, you're what are you? You're triple D now. Triple D. Yeah, Richie <laughs> Triple D. Richie there triple is a D. look ahead though. The, uh, that's the only reason why. I mean, Florida and Tennessee. I don't think. Right, I, don't I, I, you know what? These, these days, Tennessee's not in no position true, to be looking ahead. True. Florida. No position. Same thing with Florida. They yes. just want to tie their shoelace properly. Right. Let alone. We're all right. So I got three tickets here. I'm not going to lie. I'm getting my reservations, and I'm a little bit worried about Oklahoma and Iowa State going over the number. But I played. Uh, I played Hawaii. An army over 62. Hawaii have scored no less than uh, 45 points in a game uh, so far this year. Hung 59 up on the board against the military academy a couple of weeks ago. We're going to go with Florida State and Syracuse. I think this is going to be one of the funnest games of the day. Can't wait to watch this game. I, I'd be shocked if they don't get into the, the 70s slash 80s here. They're probably going to be at 45, 50 points uh, by the half. And, you know, I thought the number was just a little too low at 55 and a half with this explosive Oklahoma Sooner offense. I know the defense is stout for the Cyclones. Number still feels a little low. I'll be happy if we go two and one early here. Yeah, I'm going to throw another uh, underdog at you. Temple has not looked good. I've been dead wrong on them. They're catching 16 against Maryland. I'm going to take the points with Temple here. I, think that's I, I, fair. I expect them to bounce back a little bit. A new tile hood haven't gotten going, but they need to play their best. I mean, they might not win, but I, I think they can cover the 16. I, I think that's actually a smart bet. I, I think Temple's better than they've played in the past couple of weeks. Jeff Collins just is not getting it done offensively or defensively. At some point, Maryland might sort of tap the brakes, take a step back a little bit. They're off to a good start. But Temple's going to surprise a team at some point. That could happen against Here's the Terps the other today. 12 o'clock. We'll just touch on it. Nebraska laying around 11 and a half to Troy. Ah. I took Colorado last week. I'm, I'm taking Troy with the 11 and a half. I'm here. worried I'm not... about the health of the Nebraska quarterback. Well, he's out. He's out. Oh, it's, then it's I'm Birch. really worried about it's the Birch. health. And, and when, where, where a quarterback is out like that, I can't touch that game. Gabe, you have a pick in that ball game? Are they or... going to take the key to the state back from Frost? <laughs> uh, like they, gave him, they made it like Scott Frost Day. We'll see. We'll see. When we come back, we'll be hitting the 3.30 and 8 o'clock games. Keep it where it is. Joe Lisi, Rich Sermonello, and Gabe Marenzi live from Studio 34.